It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick. Well, ready or not, here we go. I think Brian McCormick here with you from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome in Calgary, where the Henderson Silver Knights will take on the Calgary Wranglers tonight and tomorrow. This is HSK Today. Uh, Lindsay Brown on the other side of the glass. She is aware of my woes. I apologize, folks, because uh, if you've been hanging with us, waiting for us for the last 20 minutes or so, you might have thought that maybe this show was taken off the air uh, with the bad luck we've had. And I don't, uh, I can't hear myself, but I imagine I sound unusual compared to how I usually do. Uh, we have had, uh, first of all, last week we had some internet snafus which prevented us from doing the show. Uh, this week we're having internet snafus again. Uh, I kind of feel like the uh, when you watch one of those uh, exorcism movies, one of those uh, demonic possession movies, uh, they move houses, but the, the demon isn't in the house. But the house isn't haunted. You're haunted. I am haunted. I am internet haunted. So uh, this is me coming to you over my cellular device, uh, and we're going to make it work because if I didn't get a chance to talk to you all for two weeks in a row, that would just make me far too sad. So we're going to roll with the punches. Uh, hopefully this connection stays true. And we'll have a chance to talk uh, Silver Knights and Calgary Wranglers uh, in our typical extended pregame show edition. So for the Silver Knights, certainly there is a significant work to do as they come into this uh, three-game set, essentially. They'll play back-to-back against the Calgary Wranglers in this building. Uh, and then the two teams will head back to the Vegas Valley on Sunday afternoon or a 2 o'clock puck drop at the DLC. So for the Anderson Silver Knights, they come into this contest uh, needing wins and needing them in a hurry. Silver Knights are winless in their last 7, 5 and 2 after back-to-back losses in Tucson. Uh, and for the Silver Knights, the, the math uh, to get into playoff positioning is uh, steep, to say the least. Silver Knights in ninth in the Pacific, seven teams will get in. Tucson right now is in that seventh and final playoff spot. They and the Bakersfield Condors, who are in sixth, both have 50 points. Silver Knights have 37. So the Silver Knights have to close a 13-point gap with 22 games remaining. Uh, and a significant number of those contests are going to be played on the road. So for the Silver Knights, we'll see if uh, they're able to find the same kind of gumption that they found when they first met the Calgary Wranglers. Silver Knights have won. Uh, two of the three meetings between these two teams. And on January 13th and 14th, Silver Knights are coming off a uh, pretty lopsided loss to the Ontario Reign. And Gage Quinney said, you know, if we don't uh, buckle down, stick to our details, they're going to run us out of our own building, referring to the Wranglers. Uh, and the Silver Knights came back with two of their best performances of the season with a 3-1 win and a 4-2 win over the Calgary Wranglers on back-to-back nights at the DLC. That was January 13th and 14th. Gage Quinney only played in one of those two games. Uh, but a Silver Knight team that dug down deep, dedicated themselves to details, made the neutral zone tough ice to uh, navigate, uh, had two of their best games of the season. Uh, they weren't able to extend that much further uh, as a trip to Colorado kind of bucked that momentum. But, you, you know, for the Silver Knights, just overall, just the road has been difficult for them all season long. Silver Knights 5-16-1 and one, uh, on the road this season. And I think one of the most significant statistics uh, that I've seen this season is that the Silver Knights, uh, and I just kind of kind of hammered this number in over the over the last week when I was kind of curious 
because the Silver Knights have had so many one-goal games, so many instances where the game has been right there for the taking in the third period, and they just haven't been able to find that extra that extra tally. Silver Knights this season in one-goal hockey games are 4-18-5. 4-18-5, so 27 one-goal games, and the Silver Knights have managed to get 13 points out of those 27 one-goal games. So the number I looked at is like, well, how many goals are they scoring when they're winning? What is the what is the factor there? And for the Silver Knights, when they score three goals or more, three goals or more, they are 16-8-1. That is a solid record. That is a playoff-capable team. When they do not score three goals, two goals or less, they haven't won a game this season. So, and that was, that was startling to me, especially the way this league is in so many close games. You figure there's got to be a, a 2-1 win where a bounce went your way somewhere, and that just hasn't been the case. So, for the Silver Knights, uh, offense has been a struggle. They right now are at the bottom of the American Hockey League standings and goals per game. Um, they're going to have to dig deep and try to find a way, and that's not going to be easy to do, uh, particularly this time of year when there's potential for roster rearranging. Uh, but it's where the Silver Knights are going to hope to find uh, a little bit more production out of Pavel Dorofia, Jonas Rombier, some of the players who have been snake bitten of late because Gage Quinney has points in seven of his last eight. Sheldon Rempel has been rock solid of late. Uh, for the Silver Knights, they need a little bit more depth, a little bit more breadth uh, scoring-wise. And speaking of Sheldon Rempel, uh, he's been solid of late. He was solid over the weekend, and that included Sunday afternoon when he got the goal scoring started for the HSK. And, Lindsay, I hope we have audio. Again, we're flying by the sea of our pants here a little bit, folks. But if we do, then it sounded a little like this. Prosvitov behind his own net. Gave it away, and Rimple wraps it in. Ivan Prosvitov was casual behind the Tucson net. He was pickpocketed by Sheldon Rimple. And Sheldon Rimple with the wraparound goal gives the Silver Knights a 1-0 lead. And for Sheldon Rimple, he would add an assist later on in the game as well. Rimple with... Three goals and five points over his last four games. He has been one of the consistent bright spots from the Silver Knights this season. The free agent additions in the offseason by the Golden Knights that have benefited the HSK. Uh, Sheldon Rempel continues to, to produce. Uh, and for the Silver Knights, Sheldon Rempel is among the players who's enjoying a little bit of a, a homecoming tonight in Calgary. Uh, of the Silver Knights, uh, on the Silver Knights roster, the uh, Calgary is the hometown for Sheldon Rempel, so it's a homecoming for him. Uh, we mentioned there are a number of players on this HSK roster who have Calgary roots, like Spencer Fu, like Brandon Hickey, uh, former members of the Calgary Flames organization. But uh, Sheldon Rempel grew up in Calgary. He'll have a lot of family in town to, uh, in, in the building tonight. Uh, and uh, a decent, uh, decent uh, representation for family and friends for the Western Canadian portion of the Silver Knights roster uh, tonight at Saddledome. I'll tell you what, this is uh, this was a really interesting morning, aside from my runaround internet challenges. Other Silver Knights uh, personnel who have Calgary ties, that includes uh, Freddie Brathwaite, who was a goaltender here in Calgary for several seasons in the, uh, in the 90s and uh, much beloved here and played uh, – also was uh, a member of Hockey Canada, uh, Hockey Canada's coaching staff. And the headquarters for Hockey Canada is here. It's here in Calgary. Uh, and it's over by where the, we, we went over this morning. Morning Skate was not at Saddle Dome because they had the Calgary Hitmen of the Western Hockey League playing here this morning. They were playing the Winnipeg Ice. They had a 
uh, school day game. So the uh, Saddle Dome was occupied this morning. So we went over to Windsport Arena, which if you go over there, that's where the headquarters are for Hockey Canada. The ski jumps that they used for the Calgary Olympics are, are still standing. It was kind of a, a neat drive through uh, a, a, a vacated Olympic park, if you will. Um, but for the, the sightseeing purposes, uh, Fred Brathwaite knows everybody. If Fred Brathwaite ever wants to run for mayor of Calgary, he might have a pretty good shot to do it because it was a handshake line for Fred Brathwaite as he was walking through that arena. Uh, and that was entertaining to see. But uh, he is still very well uh, beloved here. He was a member of the Calgary Plains from 1998 through two, uh, 2001. Uh, it was kind of neat to see. But uh, certainly this is a, a building, the Saldon, that gets a lot of business. They've got the hitmen playing out of here. The Wranglers playing out of here for their first year. The Flames, of course, uh, call the Saddle Dome home. And then there's the Calgary Roughnecks of uh, the National Lacrosse League as well. So this is a busy venue, and the Silver Knights will play their first ever game at Saddle Dome uh, this evening when we drop the puck at 6 o'clock Pacific time. We're going to hop out when we come back. Uh, maybe we'll figure out some of these uh, technical snafus, but uh, I won't uh, depend on that. But luckily, this is working for us so far, so we'll hop out. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the Silver Knights cast tonight against the first place Calgary Wranglers. You're listening to HSK Today on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. A man become preeminent. He's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Brian McCormick. Hello, hello, hello. We've made contact. We are connected. We have fixed our radio equipment snafu. And I believe I now sound better than I did five minutes ago. But why would I ask myself? I don't know that. Lindsay does. Lindsay, can you hear me? That is a miracle. Lindsay, are you getting tired of my technical problems? I wouldn't say they're my favorite thing to deal with in the world. But you know what? There are worse things. And I get to work with you. So it's not so bad. Oh, isn't that nice? See, you hear that, folks? It can always be worse. Let's 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 use that uh, energy Facts. going forward. Well, the Silver Knights are taking on the Calgary Wranglers uh, this evening and tomorrow evening, and then on Sunday as well. Uh, as we mentioned, the Silver Knights have some uh, winning work to do uh, and a lot of road hockey upcoming. So after these three against Calgary, they'll be in San Diego next week. Uh, and then they'll host the Abbotsford Canucks for two. Uh, and then it's a string of five more on the road, Coachella, San Diego, San Jose, and Bakersfield. So for the Silver Knights, it's uh, certainly time for them to put the pedal down if, they, uh, if they're if they able. And what, uh, well, we'll see what, how helpful it can be. As we mentioned, this is a time of year when you see some roster rearranging, uh, and we've seen some roster rearranging even the last uh, week and a half or so. Silver Knights add Jamel Smith, who was reassigned, if you will. I think loaned is what we would use for our vernacular, but I think technically on paper, Jamel Smith was reassigned to the Silver Knights from the Tampa Bay Lightning. He had been playing with the Lightning's affiliate in Syracuse with the Crunch, uh, was sent to the Silver Knights, and that can happen sometimes for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's a matter of uh, having a lot of players 
on, under contract on your roster and you're just looking for more ice time for certain players. Uh, Jamel Smith was among their leaders in points, but Tampa has some prospects in the organization. So for whatever reason, that's what they determined was the uh, the right play. Silver Knights uh, certainly happy to have Jamel Smith, who had an assist in his debut on Saturday in Tucson and had a fight in the first period as well. So he brings energy, he brings sandpaper, he brings skill. Just by virtue of arriving, he became the Silver Knights' leading scorer in terms of, uh, you know, and again, obviously not performance with the team this season, but uh, his work in the league this year. So uh, an important add in Jamel Smith. And then uh, just about uh, an hour before we got on air, the Vegas Golden Knights made a move that also uh, looks like it uh, has the potential to impact the Silver Knights. The Golden Knights making a trade with the Arizona Coyotes. Defenseman Dyson Mayo from the Coyotes coming to the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for the contract of defenseman Shea Weber and also a fifth-round pick in this summer's draft. So Dyson Mayo uh, has been uh, predominantly a Tucson roadrunner over the course of the last several seasons, including this that we saw in this past weekend with the uh, Roadrunners. Dyson Mayo has appeared in 15 games with the Coyotes this season. He has appeared in 82 career NHL games between last year and this year, but uh, again has been predominantly an AHLer dating back to 2015-16, a 26-year-old blue liner, which again, Silver Knights saw him this weekend, so they have a very good uh, sense of what he's capable of should he factor into the Silver Knights' plans. Uh, and uh, re- reading directly from the uh, trade announcement by the Vegas Golden Knights, Dyson Mayo has, in fact, been assigned to the Henderson Silver Knights. So Dyson Mayo will join the blue line for the Silver Knights, uh, which gives them a little bit of uh, a bolstering as the HSK blue line, since the absence of, uh, really since the recall of, of Daniil Mirmanov, has been reliant on, a significant amount of youth. Uh, Daniel Chaka, of course, Lucas Cormier. Lucas Cormier is having a phenomenal season. We're going to talk about him a little bit more in the next segment. Uh, but Caden Korzak spent time up and down with the VGK. You know, it, it's been Pahal Bischoff as the two pillars defensively, uh, and then players learning their way. Lucas Cormier again having a great offensive season. Daniel Chaka starting to show some some comfort of late, but uh, without those two and with Leighton Ahak now, right now he's turned week to week, uh, and with this much time left in the season, that's uh, that, that's a, a lengthy diagnosis for Leighton Ahak with his upper body injury. You know, you've got Peter Dilibratori and you've had uh, Brandon Hickey, who's been with a, uh, the Silver Knights on a PTO for the last few weeks now. Uh, adding a, a player like Dyson Mayo is going to give the uh, Silver Knights some depth and uh, some some more options on the back end for Manny Viveros, make them a little bit tougher to play against in their own end. Dyson Mayo, uh, seven points in 26 games this season with the Roadrunners uh, and 20 penalty minutes. So uh, that's a, another addition to the HSK roster as they take on a uh, Calgary team tonight that is first in the American Hockey League in goals per game, first in the American Hockey League in goals against per game, uh, they are f- uh, first in the American Hockey League on the penalty kill. They are sixth on the power play. Uh, this is a Calgary team that does uh, really just about everything well. Uh, and we've seen already this year what the Silver Knights uh, are capable of doing against them when they stick to their details and when they clog up the neutral zone. If, if you prevent the, the Wranglers from gaining speed through the middle of the ice, 
you're going to have a chance to contain them. And Matthew Phillips is the player that gets a lot of the uh, the headlines for that, and for good reason. He leads the American Hockey League with 26 goals. Uh, but they've got size in Redeem Zahorna. They've got skill in uh, Connor Zeri, another first-round pick. Emilio Pedersen's been very good against the Silver Knights this season. And on the back end, they have one of the more exciting young defensive prospects in the league in Jeremy Poirier. Jeremy Poirier's uh, with five assists in his last four games. He leads all American Hockey League rookie defensemen in scoring. Lucas Cormier is right behind him. So, you know, to me, that that's going to be a really fun matchup to watch tonight is going to be watching Lucas Cormier and Jeremy Poirier, uh, how they mirror each other because these are two teams that are, uh, again, dependent on those two playing top four minutes, if not higher than that. Uh, and beyond that, perhaps you'd say the Silver Knights, a team that does not score often, Cormier's putting up offense, Rempel's putting up offense, Quinney is putting up offense. Silver Knights are probably going to be more reliant on Lucas Cormier to carry play and be an impact player tonight at Saddledome than the Wranglers are Poirier. It doesn't mean Poirier doesn't matter. It just means that if he's not coming through, they can find offense from other uh other factors if it's if it's not coming from their 200 foot game it can come from below the dots for the silver knights they need their power play to convert and they need to be able to create uh, offense high to low uh, and Lucas Cormier provides that factor. So those are two guys I'm really uh, excited to keep an eye on tonight. And you know what? We'll take a break right now, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Lucas Cormier, who's been a real bright spot on the back end for the Silver Knights this season. From Saddledome, Brian McCormick here with you on HSK Today. You're listening to the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. HSK Today. Back in the Saddle Dome, Brian McCormick here with you. HSK Today, Silver Knights and Calgary Wranglers getting ready to get after it for the fourth time this season. Silver Knights have won two of the first three. All three were played in January. Silver Knights fans, uh, exciting announcement uh, made earlier today by the HSK uh, plans for Lucky's Birthday Bash presented by Toyota. The Henderson Silver Knights will be celebrating Lucky the Mascot's birthday on Saturday, March 4th against the Abbotsford Canucks. Fans and attendants will receive a commemorative game day poster when entering the building, and they are encouraged to check the back of the poster for a special offer. Lucky's Birthday Bash, again, is presented by Toyota. And uh, some of the special elements for that game, Silver Knights collaborated with Clark County School District to select student-designed artwork for the jersey and for the poster that everyone will be receiving. Uh, the winning jersey design was submitted by Bennett uh, from Bob Miller Middle School, and the poster design came from uh, Leanne of Mannion Middle School. So uh, really uh, excited to incorporate the uh, artwork of talented young students as the Silver Knights will wear those jerseys. They will be auctioned off in benefit of the Henderson Silver Knights Foundation, the way we usually do our auctions during that game. So those game-worn and autographed jerseys uh, can be purchased by visiting luckybash.givesmart.com. That's Lucky Bash. Bash is in bash your head on the wall when the Internet isn't working at the seldom. .givesmart.com uh, or text Lucky Bash to 76278. 76278. Lucky's Bash presented by uh, Lucky's Birthday Bash presented by Toyota on March 4th. Get your tickets today. And I say that. I, I apologize. I don't mean to say the uh, 
Sal Domirnet was working this morning for the Hitmen and works uh, every day. It was probably just a switch that wasn't flicked, and I appreciate the Saddle Dome personnel for coming up and getting that figured out for us that we could finish this show uh, this way. Silver Knights uh, looking to snap a seven-game winless slide, 0-5-2 over that stretch. Uh, Calgary Wranglers heading in the opposite direction. They have won six of their last seven, lead the AHL in goals for and against per game. Uh, they've won 17 games this season, 17 by three goals or more. Uh, and the second period is where they tend to pull away. They are a plus 28 in second periods as they wrap up a six-game homestand this week against the HSK. Uh, one of the things we said we want to keep an eye on, first of all, you've got Gage Quinney who has uh, six goals and ten points over his last uh is it nine games, I believe it was now? Yes, he had an eight-game point streak that was snapped Sunday in Tucson. But nonetheless, ten points in the last nine for Gage Quinney. Uh, Yuri Patera, we presume, is likely going to go this afternoon. He had 36 saves and a win over Calgary back in January, but he's been spectacular for the Silver Knights. You know, when we talk about player movement uh, and the likely addition of defenseman Dyson Mayo after the trade made by the uh, Golden Knights earlier this afternoon. Silver Knights made a couple other moves this week as well as, of course, uh, goaltending. Both Laurent Brassois and uh, Michael Hutchinson are both up with the VGK right now. Uh, so in corresponding moves, the Silver Knights brought up Daniel D'Amato from Savannah and between the pipes from Savannah, Jordan Papirini. Uh Jordan Papirini, who was with the team late last season, kind of uh, taxiing, uh, but never saw game action, has never has not seen AHL game action in his career, but highly, highly decorated in both juniors and in Canadian university hockey. Played at the University of Calgary for two seasons and then also played two seasons at the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology in the ACAC Conference, where he was first-team all-conference in the ACAC uh, in 2020 and in 2022, where he was also the conference's player of the year. He was an ACAC champion at the uh, Northern Alberta T uh, Institute of Technology uh, last year uh, and also was a Western Hockey League champion as a member of the Brandon Wheat Kings, where he played for parts of five seasons before heading to school. So Jordan Papirini, we'll see if he sees game action at any point. Again, I would presume that tonight is probably a Yuri Patera night. He's uh, you know rested, didn't play Sunday in Tucson, and has been outstanding for the Silver Knights. But for now, that is what the goaltending battery for the HSK looks like, Patera and Papirini. Looking at the Calgary Wranglers, you know we don't know for sure who we're going to see between the pipes necessarily. We've seen Oscar Dansk uh, in two of the three meetings this season, but Dustin Wolf right now is probably the leader in the clubhouse for the Goaltender of the Year Award for uh, a second straight year. Winning, uh, he leads the league in wins. He leads the league in shutouts. He is second in the league in goals against average. He is second in the league in save percentage. But he has not had a great success record over the last two seasons against the Silver Knights, either last year in Stockton or this year, where he gave up three goals in a losing effort. He has gone, if I remember correctly, the number is a one four and two, one four and two in his career against Henderson, and he's given up twenty five goals. So the Silver Knights have been able to get to Dustin Wolf. Uh, maybe that's a reason we've not seen him uh, more than uh, the one time in the three meetings this season. There could be a million other reasons Mitch Love has uh, chosen to do that. But Dustin Wolf, a workhorse, gets a lot of action and uh, does uh, not disappoint often. Uh, we'll see if uh, we see him again tonight. But 
for the Silver Knights. Uh, that is a goaltender that they have had some success against this season. Well, we said again we wanted to talk a little bit about Lucas Cormier. He and Jeremy Poirier, the top two defensive rookie scorers in the American Hockey League. Uh, that's going to be a fun matchup for this evening. And Lucas Cormier uh, with uh, 27 points now in 44 games. He has points in six of his last eight. He has six points over that stretch, three goals and three assists. He has two goals in his last three. Uh, and he's just done a really good job of finding ways to get pucks through traffic from high. This is a, a sturdy defensive team for the uh, Wranglers, but the Silver Knights have had success against Calgary this year when they've got pucks through. So uh, look for things to work from the top down through Lucas Cormier. Uh, and we'll see if the Silver Knights can get the scoring depth they need to pick up two points in Calgary. Again, two points that they very much need as they look to snap this seven-game winless slide. Well, that's going to do it for HSK today. Thank you for bearing with us with our uh, technical snafus, but we were able to get through the program, and now we look forward to tonight's game as the Silver Knights and Calgary Wranglers will drop the puck at 6 p.m. on 12.30 the game. Puck drop at 6 p.m. Pacific time, and we'll have pregame coverage starting at 5.30 Pacific time with Justin Russo getting you set for all the action. I'm Brian McCormick. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, and we'll see you tonight from... Scotiabank Saddledome in Calgary on 1230 of the game, the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network.